Hey, this is James Cox with the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. This will be our episode number four. So if you haven't checked out the first three, you really should do so. We talked about perseverance, black belt principles, and integrity. But I'm excited for these next couple of ones because I have a special guest with me. And today we have a Mr. Cody Hallford, who's a pro MMA fighter, you know, lifelong martial artist. And we're going to talk about a variety of things. I think it will add some value, some good content, and hopefully some education on on top of some motivation you know for martial artists and non-martial artists alike so mr hofford if you want to kind of introduce yourself you know give a little bit of your martial arts background my name's cody hofford i've been training with james for the last 13 or 14 years um before that i trained with his boxing coach when i was a teenager so Jesse we kind of kind of knew each other from before when i was a kid in middle school but uh yeah, but I've been training, and uh, then I started fighting in '09, about a year and a half after I started training with James, and amateur career of five fights, and then uh, and, uh, pro fighting after that, and I haven't had a fight probably in about five years now, though, but still practicing martial though, right? artists, though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, some IBJJF? Yep. High-level jiu-jitsu, Did yep. the, the Pan Ams, a couple of other... Um, tournaments there tough competition isn't it oh yeah learning and you know starting to compete in jujitsu i mean it's just a different level of of like before when i first started doing martial arts i did it just to train and learn uh i was a fan from watching mma and actually the jujitsu is what attracted me initially but i wanted to do it all and uh you know, I tried a couple of trials, different places, but uh, when I walked in the doors and uh, they were really hitting the bags and really uh, training like fighters, uh, that's what made me want to stay here. And that was kind of my, part of my decision um, to, to be here because they were working on everything and they, they were doing it in a practical manner where, where it was being practiced like uh you know you can't just throw punches at the air you know what i mean like uh, some places we're just doing a lot of kata like aerobic yeah kata yeah yeah i remember your initial classes vaguely and then Mm -hmm. you know like we'd have some self-defense going on in one room we Mm -hmm. had the boxing rings there were fighters in there and jessica too man he's a good boxing coach what what a Mm -hmm. blessing it was for you know me and us uh, that followed to be able to train under him he was all about boxing nothing else but he sure knew his, his craft. Yeah, old school, old school. Old school, do yeah. it do it a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, basics, 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 cool. <laughs> so kind of looking back, Cody, what, what do you think benefits and value, you know, these years? What, what have you really gained? What, what's some takeaways in life and, and, and on the mat from your martial arts training? Self-improvement and, you know, uh, knowing myself and and uh, you know my ability and honing that and making my physical self connect with my mental you know becoming mentally and physically connected and having a craft to try to work on and improve and improve myself in many ways and you know challenging yourself and figuring out who you are through martial arts and um, and meeting other people and 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 figuring out how to how to learn and how to teach and how to feed off of each other it's like a family so there there's a great social aspect but 
just the the fundamental like development of yourself is probably like the the biggest impact true, true. So there's truth in the mind, body, spirit, philosophy, and advertisements of martial arts. You right. Know, Focus your mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, yeah. But you see that um, there's been results, you know, for, for you and even those around you. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I mean, it definitely helps. Knowing, who, knowing yourself better uh, helps your confidence in uh, being able to be the person you need to be when you need to be it. So, I mean, uh, you know, pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, and, I like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, part part of this, this practice of pushing towards improvement, you kind of apply it to the rest of your life, uh, uh, about your job, yeah, about yeah. your family. Uh, it, it all applies, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. Because you get the habits, right? Right. You get the habits of doing a push-up correctly, of throwing a left hook in detail and difficult and mm -hmm. you know jujitsu oh man so so complex itself mm -hmm. and then maybe you carry those habits where you're not taking it easy or giving up or you're okay with struggle right i think that's that's good i think my instructor at least for me made me okay with struggle because yeah. then there's struggle in life if it's if it's if it's emotion if it's you know challenges you go through outside of here you know financial emotion whatever relationships I think we probably deal with struggle a little better because of martial arts, for sure. I think so. Yeah. I think so, it's good practice for life. Yeah, definitely. So one thing, it, people will debate back and forth. I see pros and cons. I wanted to get your, your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing a, such a variety of martial arts styles, I'll be the first to tell some people, we're not the greatest jujitsu guys. We're not the greatest boxers. We might not even be the greatest self-defense artists because it's hard when we do all of them, right? But I was yeah. told once, it's more important to be good at everything than it is great at one thing. Again, pros and cons, right? But what do you feel about doing such a wide variety of mixed martial arts like you have and like, like we do at our schools? Um, you know, pros and cons of, of not getting deep enough into one style to be proficient enough at it or, or not? I think uh, I agree with you in trying to be great at everything. Uh, typically, you end up being good, but usually you're better at one thing. So everybody has strengths. Yeah. So I think it kind of naturally happens where you are going to be simply better at a certain aspect. But I think it's absolutely important and needed for you to be to be good or tr strive to be good at all because uh, you know by by being well-rounded, you can beat plenty of masters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But typically, well, let's say my, my strength, I feel like is, is grappling, and I'm not, the, I'm not the best grappler. But I feel like it's one you're of my good. You're yeah, good. Yeah, I feel like it's my strength. But I'm good at everything because I trained at it and worked on it with, with you. You know, that just mm -hmm. came out as my natural strength as far as you know, in general, in, in my opinion, but I'm able to use those other aspects to, to overtake whatever, I, whatever is challenging me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need, to make up you need it. a good <clears throat> fundamental understanding of everything, if not even better than that, but I think you're typically gonna lean one way or another as far as strength-wise. Mm -hmm. I think that's just the natural way of things happening, but I agree with the, the fundamental idea. 
that you should definitely try to be good at everything. Yeah. I hear some people, I think when you're really young, maybe you could get away with this part. Or if you're disciplined mm -hmm. and you know what you, you really feel you have a purpose in the long run, let's say you want to be an MMA fighter, mm -hmm. and they may go to some places where they're going to literally focus a year on nothing but boxing. Mm. Nothing, you know, to get good at that first. And then, okay, now go into jujitsu and then focus on that. And then maybe to wrestling or, or That kind of reminds whatever. me of um, uh, Stephen Acula, one of your yeah. old national champions was. He started out as a Taekwondo artist Amazing with, his, with kicker, his family. Right? One of the best kickers father. I've ever seen. And then he worked on boxing. Got good at boxing. You know, for a, for a long time. And mm -hmm. then he came to you so he could work them together. Yeah, yeah. Put it together so, and even did some jujitsu stuff. That's the way he put it. So yeah. that sounds like some. I was wondering if you wait, if, if that could be where you wait too late. You know what I mean? Or else you grow them all at the same time. Someone else told me once to think about your martial arts like a, a, a forest of trees. If this tree is representing your jujitsu, this tree is representing your kickboxing, your self-defense, your weapons, whatever, your fitness, then just grow them all together instead of some people are set. You know, I have people that will call me. No, all I want to do is jujitsu, and then later, then I want to do kickboxing. You know, I'm like, well, why not just do it all at the same time? But... Mm -hmm. I guess it could work both ways. I think some UFC fighters have, have built their way up by doing one thing at a time, but I definitely know the majority of them mix it from the very beginning. Yeah. I, I think we all, like in, in martial arts, typically we have like a kickboxing class and then a jujitsu ju class or a wrestling class, and you kind of you you separate them out so you can fo focus on certain things at a certain time, but I think it's as far as MMA goes, it's very important to, to have those days where you mix them, like a grappling day with strikes. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, think, I think it's important, especially say for somebody who's gonna compete, to have those special times where you mix. Yeah, I'd like, get bored doing the same thing. Yeah. But jujitsu's a, a tough one because I've been doing a lot more of it this year and competing a few times myself. And um, there's so much to it. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about competing because the majority of martial mm -hmm. arts students don't compete. I yeah. mean, they don't. And most schools nowadays, there are fight gyms where they press it hard. The majority of the gym competes. I think there is a huge ton turnover. They might compete once. You know how many people have an one and zero or an zero and one record? But the majority of the schools now, it's very small percentage compete. Now maybe more in sport karate and point fighting. Um, or even straight jujitsu, MMA is probably lesser, I guess, depending on the culture and where you are of the school. But my whole point is, do you think everyone should compete? Knowing the benefits of competition, engaging, the, the, the reality? I, I don't think everyone should compete. Uh, I th that's like, you know, I don't think it's a necessity in your growth as a martial artist altogether. But I think it's an aspect that can grow your martial arts and be, and it absolutely depends on the person who needs what. I think certain people are gonna need more. They're gonna need that competition. They're gonna need that thing to push them or they're gonna, they're gonna want it. Like it's just gonna naturally happen. So when I walked in these doors, my idea wasn't to fight. That, that, that became something after the bug bit me. Either you got a passion or you got confident. Yeah, yeah, I well, I think I just enjoyed it, and I was, I mean, that's I was a physically, like, competitive person before, but you know, once I got into this and I got passionate about it, I, you know, that's just what kind of person I am, 
you know, and that's okay that everybody's not that. That's okay. You know, I think, I think martial arts training should, you should give people both avenues, which is what we do here. And I think that's, I think that's what's best. I mean, um, I think it's good to pe push competition too, to get people to challenge themselves and go to another level. I think it definitely helps motivate it also, but obviously it can, it can push away. Yeah. If they have a bad Not necessarily the right. wrong person, but the, you know, wrong for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's more assets for it, the pros. I think most people should compete at times just to gauge their self, but also feel that, are you prepared? And it's the risk, especially like with a fight that's a match. Mm. Everyone had their first fight, right? Mm. You know, imagine fighting Mike Tyson or Anderson Silva for your first fight, yeah. right? So you have a bad experience on your first fight, then you never want to even do martial arts again, much less compete. It can definitely be. I, th I think it can. Yeah. But, um, it's yeah. It's probably a lot about the coaching, right? Yeah, that's that's the hardest part. You is, see gems that throw fighters in the cage with two months experience and just crazy. Yeah, I... My, my attitude about that has always been, if you're not willing to train a certain amount of time before you fight, then how are you disciplined enough to be a fighter? How long do you think? If you, if you can't be disciplined enough to train this long, you won't listen to me and train this long first, then how are you gonna be able to grow to be able to fight people and do well if yeah. you're not, I mean. How long do you think someone should train? Let's, let's go with MMA, that's the biggest thing now, you mm -hmm. know, cage fighting. Uh, and an adult, how long should they train coming in with zero experience before uh, they step in the my cage? My experience <laughs> was that I went a year and a half. I went a year before I said, I want to compete. And then I waited another six months of serious, like, fight team training to lead up to my fight. And personally, I think that's necessary. A lot of people want to go a lot faster than that. I would... I mean, if it were up to me, if I was building my own team and I was just like, you know what, I want this to be Some the most successful team possible, uh, I would want them to be almost a, almost a blue belt level before they have their amateur fight, as far as jujitsu-wise, just yeah. so that they have a understanding of all the basic submissions so that they're not just putting this position when they're just a fish out of water you know mm -hmm. but um it's difficult to get people to commit that long before because they really want to compete and sometimes people are going to do whatever it takes to to do what they want to do so then they're going to go you know looking somewhere else and maybe making bad choices like yeah not, I, th I think what i'm hearing is patience yeah that's I the word patience, right in life and martial arts yeah. patience you know, especially if you're in it for for the long haul. You know, a lot of people just want a, a bucket list, get get one in and be done. Mm -hmm. So maybe not as much. How many time brain there, cells but... you want to trade to <laughs> right. to knock that one off your bucket list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you right. want to just yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, a couple more quick questions. So, yeah. why, in your opinion, do more people not train in martial arts? Because you know the benefits, and I think they know the benefits. I mean, I think. Uh, Society has done well from, heck, from Bruce Lee to Chuck Norris to Karate Kid to Ninja Turtles to Taibo to UFC. You know, everything's gone in generations and stages where martial arts is a big thing. It's very well known that there's a lot of benefits to gain and that 
you know, just about everybody could do martial arts to some level and get something out of it. You know, in Abilene here where we live, there's 130,000 people. You know, this location, we have about 250 mm -hmm. students, similar to the other. But shouldn't we have a lot more? Why do more people not train in martial arts? Uh, I think for the most part, most people are afraid of confrontation and they also overestimate their abilities so they either think they don't need it or that they don't think they're worthy to do it like confidence i think well i think part of it is you mentioned all those things right you mentioned usc you mentioned uh these big stars Tybo, all these things they're like yeah, i'm not one of those people you know i'm not you know i i can't do those things uh, I think that's part of it is just a confidence thing and and uh, I think it's still kind of a little ta taboo to a certain degree as far as being a person that practices martial arts uh, you know I don't think it's of the norm as say like football or some other sport like uh, I, I still think people are having trouble like totally accepting it as you know like a totally normal mainstay but I think uh, MMA becoming so mainstream, I think, is helping that mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, you could walk into a, a, a Buffalo mm -hmm. Wild Wings during an MMA fight and mm -hmm. it's packed. Yeah. You know, you go to an MMA gym and there's, you know, 10 or 15 people there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I don't know. I think part of it is just putting yourself out there. People don't want to be putting themselves out there and putting themselves out there on the mat in front of people watching over in the chairs over there and I'm going to be trying to do these techniques and learn things in front of other people people don't like that they 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 got most of their chances doing it as a child so unless they're that's why i think we have more children that come in to start martial arts than you do adults man i see people a lot of times the people that need it the most are the people that don't get it or mm -hmm. don't uh, try it i mean with all respect law enforcement military um you know, and maybe it's maybe it's some ego, some pride, maybe it's the confidence, maybe it's stepping out of that comfort zone. You know, the parents bring the kids predominantly for the life skills. Of course, there's child obesity now, uh, behavior issues, ADD. Uh, adults, you know, they, they, they come either for some self-defense, fitness, social belonging, but we don't get, you know, many that I feel, correctional officers, law enforcement, military, the kind of people that really need the self-defense and fitness. It's you unfortunate. Know, they just don't do it. I, I think, or if they don't want to. Maybe people to know who they are and that they're here and that, that that they don't really know how to fight when it comes down to it. Yeah, it's pride. Yeah, I think think for the most part, people who refuse to, who are saying positions where it's really necessary and a necessity, and they choose not to. I think typically pride is what is involved. Yeah. I agree. Well, guys, you can all get something from the martial arts. You have an interest, yeah. shop around, find a good place, try it out. You know, get in there and taste it, right? And, and see what it can do for you. And I think you'll be glad that you, that you did. Of course, I want you to all train with me, but when and if you can't, find a good place and get something out of it. All right, my last question could be a, a variety of answers. I think I want to kind of follow this with my different guests because I get asked this often and it's... Uh, what is the one most effective technique that everyone should know? If there was only one important move to master, what is it? Uh, it's just, the problem is the more you understand the, 
the more you understand that there's not just one thing that's best. So <laughs> it's when hard somebody, to give an answer, right? When somebody asks that question, it's like, oh, it's very situational. Like, uh, so I would say um, fundamentally, uh, maybe just, just uh, how to have a base in general, be it standing or grappling or whatever, just having a center. Okay. A way to so like if you are tying down a, a technique, yeah. then yours is, which is great, is handle the, yourself. The, the foundation, like, uh, the base, yeah, the foundation, the posture, yeah, your stance, uh, your ability to maintain your balance when being, you know, mm-hmm. would be a mess with. It's kind of a general, very general thing, but it's where everything starts as far as when it comes to a fight, is uh, me being able to maintain myself i actually like that i think because from afar you don't look vulnerable Hmm. right you don't you you don't look like a weak victim Hmm. so even even before situation just you know how to be ready you know like if i want to boil it down to one thing it's just balance but i that's that's not really my answer there's not really a one oh everybody wants to know it though the one finger yeah. death touch. Yeah, <laughs> yes. No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else, Mr. Cody? Uh, no. no well, man, sir. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and doing this on our little new podcast. Uh, I respect you as a martial artist, your hard work. I've seen you go through some struggles and win some very uh, high-level matches and a different variety of things uh your your loyalty your your example and your leadership so you know you're doing great man continue and uh yeah i appreciate you oh thank you all right thanks guys we'll see y'all soon